Got nine minutes to maximize your travel and casino experience? Welcome to ZorkCast, powered by Travel Zork, helping you travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures. From airline miles and hotel points to living in the lap of luxury in a Las Vegas casino, you'll find all the knowledge you need to travel in style. Brought to you in nine minutes or less. Now, please welcome the host of ZorkCast, Michael Mason Traeger. Hello, this is Michael, and welcome back to ZorkCast. This is actually our 20th episode, and I thank you very much for tuning in again. This has been a crazy week with the start of Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year, so let's get right to it. Many people ask me, what is your favorite game at the casino? And to be specific, we're talking favorite recreational games at a casino. So I figured I would talk about that a little bit. For this episode, I'm going to focus on table games. For those that don't know what table games are, it basically means games that are not machine-oriented, such as slot machines or video poker. There are many derivatives of this, including games that are like electronic horse racing games, like Fortune Cup which Travelzork just published an article on, and that's actually a really cool new electronic horse racing game, so you should definitely check that out. Table games are basically games with cards and dice overall, almost everything, except for a few games like Pi Gao, which use tiles. But basically, you're talking card games, dice games. Card games can be blackjack, they can be three-card poker, they can be all of those types of different versions of card games that they have in a casino that are banked by the casino. It does not include poker because poker is not a game banked by the casino. Only regular games like Baccarat and three-card poker and Ultimate Texas Hold'em, carnival those are like carnival games and blackjack are banked by the casino. So as a recreational player, it's often a balance between Low House Edge which is basically good games, and entertainment. By good games, we mean games in which the odds don't make it so that you are losing a lot of money. But that's a very broad concept. So we have to think about what is House Edge. And I like this description. And that's the House Edge is the term used to describe the mathematical advantage that the gambling game and therefore the commercial gambling venue, the casino, has over you as you play over time. This advantage, the advantage that the casino has, results in an assured percentage return to the venue, which is the casino, over time, and for you, the person who's playing, an assured percentage of loss of what you bet. That's a very good you know, a very good description of House Edge. And there is a bigger picture to that because, of course, we're just talking about playing the games over the long term. But, of course, you have other things that come into play, and that is your personal satisfaction from an entertainment standpoint, and then also things like free drinks and other complimentaries, which, if you have a dollar valuation of those, will lower lower the house edge in your mind, you know, because you can basically say, I know I'm giving up a percentage to the casino, 
but I feel I'm getting back enough in entertainment value to make it worth it. And that's that's something that recreational players really have to think about. And that's just sort of where you are on it. And and then the other the other issue before I get to what games I like in the casino is that you have to think about different games in the casino and how you also impact the house edge. So basically, in blackjack, the edge can fluctuate widely, both for and against the house, depending on the techniques applied by individual players. And that has to do with playing strategy is really the techniques and playing the game properly. Because there are certain games in the casino, depending on how you play and the decisions that you make will impact the house edge. And that is a very, very important concept because certain games such as blackjack have a basic strategy that you pretty much must follow. Otherwise, whatever the house edge is will be impacted. So you won't be playing as good of a game. So what do you look at when you're a recreational player? Well, if you're a recreational player, there's probably a good chance that you're going to be drinking. Drinking or alcohol overall impacts your decision-making and your overall mental ability. It's just a fact. Obviously, small amounts of alcohol have small amounts of impact or maybe no impact at all. Larger amounts of alcohol have a larger impact on you. Nobody could play any game with the proper strategy if that game requires a strategy well or play the strategy properly with having consumed large amounts of alcohol. It's just not possible. It's just like nobody can drive a car properly after consuming large amounts or large quantities of alcohol. It's just a fact. That's just the way alcohol impacts your body as well as other drugs. So let's get back to what is my favorite game at the casino for table games as a recreational player. And that comes back to craps, which is dice, and baccarat. The personal opinions are that I find craps to be an extremely exciting game on many levels. Not going to get into that necessarily in this episode. And I also find baccarat to be extremely exciting, but also extremely zen and relaxing. It's incredible me time. I don't really know how to describe that. So, also, why do I like those games from this whole conversation we're having about House Edge? Because both Craps and Baccarat have a low House Edge. That's great, but Blackjack actually has a lower House Edge, if it's Blackjack of good rules. So why not just play Blackjack? Ah, because player strategy decisions are not impacted by you or alcohol consumption. And I enjoy a couple of adult beverages when I gamble, and I'm realistic enough to know that I will not be able to, after having a couple of really nice cognacs, play perfect strategy blackjack. As well as the fact that I also, like, people always ask me why I don't play blackjack. I also don't like the the mood. It's at blackjack because players are get very upset with other players based on how they are playing, which is usually, a, isn't usually, it's, it's truly a misconception. Other players do not impact 
your odds at blackjack, but people get upset that someone will draw a card when they shouldn't, and that will impact the card that they draw, and then that makes them mad and upset. I don't like being around people in a gambling environment that get mad or upset. So games like Craps and Baccarat do not have that problem. In Baccarat, all the decisions are basically automatic. There is no change in the house edge based on those decisions. So no matter how much you drink or what you do, you can never make a mistake at Baccarat. The only caveat to that or mistake is that dealers sometimes actually make a mistake with regard to the third card drawing rules. So it is good to not drink so much and be alert when you're playing Baccarat and to know the rules, even though the rules don't impact the game, because then you'll be able to catch dealer errors. And that's very important. And actually, you'll be able to notice dealer errors in both directions. Sometimes it's in your favor and you don't want to catch the dealer errors. So that's that's important to know. But at a good house... That usually won't be an issue. And when I say house, I mean casino, because most good casinos, I mean, most good dealers don't make mistakes when they deal. Craps, similar kind of scenario. Craps is about accounting. If you can do simple math, you can play craps. Once again, no strategy decisions with regard to what's going on, unlike blackjack, which has a basic strategy. Caveat once again, dealers make errors, but these errors are not in strategy, like we're talking about with Baccarat, with the third card rules, but the errors the dealers make are in payoffs, because you have many different types of payoffs and craps. So once again, you need to be alert to make sure when you win a particular wager at craps, you are being paid properly. Very, very important. And depending, once again, on the house, some houses have less experienced dealers at craps, or you run into a dealer who isn't that experienced. So that's basically my broad stroke of why Craps and Baccarat are great games for recreational players, though I haven't touched on a lot of the personal elements, which I will do in separate episodes when I talk about just Baccarat and Craps. Once again, a final caveat, you know, when people get really drunk, they often don't deal with money well. That can be a huge issue. Once again, a great reason to always be gambling and keep your senses. And you have things like sucker bets at craps, such as the yo or the midnight or any of the bets in the middle of the table, all those proposition bets. And at Baccarat, you have tie bets and dragon bets and all kinds of things like that. If you play a lot of those different bets, those are bets that are really in favor of the casino. That's going to influence the house edge. So if you just play, for example, Baccarat and just bet on banker or player, much, much different than if you're always pushing out tie bets and dragon bonuses. Dragon bonus, 30 to 1. Could it not resist that? So that's stuff to keep in mind. I would love to know what your favorite game to play recreationally in the casino is. So why don't you come to the Zorkcast Facebook group and we'll talk about it. Until next time. You've reached the end of your stay with us on this episode, but we encourage you to visit our website for more resources at TravelZork.com and to continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at TravelZork and Facebook.com slash TravelZork. Travel smarter, gamble smarter, and maximize your adventures right here on ZorkCast. Until next time, good luck.